Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Evan and Tiki on the fan. We'll get to the Mets actually a little bit later on as well as a Cinco de 5-0 with Sean and maybe some other surprises as the show rolls on. A couple of days away from Divisional Weekend where every quarterback remaining is under the age of 30, every single one of them. It's kind of remarkable. And I think six of the eight quarterbacks that are left were also drafted by their team. The only two were Baker Mayfield, who obviously became a journeyman, as Tiki Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier, and Jared Goff, who was a part of what could go down in sports history as the biggest win-win trade ever. (laughs) Because... The Rams already won a Super Bowl from that trade with Matthew Stafford, so that's the ultimate win, right? right? And the Lions have won a playoff game with Jared Goff at quarterback, not to mention the other draft picks they used to build this roster. They've already gone farther than they've ever gone in 30 years, and who knows where that ends. God forbid the Lions win a Super Bowl. That will probably go down as the greatest win-win trade ever. Right. I think all sports, that would be the case because the Rams thought they needed Stafford to win a championship. They won one. Yes. The Lions needed a stable veteran quarterback who still had juice. And he's under 30, obviously, because we're talking about him in this conversation, who plays fantastic when he's not under pressure. That's the big issue. Right. He's not under pressure. He's amazing. Completes 75 upward percent of his passes and, you know, throws touchdowns with a plum. But if he's under pressure, he can't move. So, but if he wins a championship, I mean... It's the greatest trade oh. ever. Oh, my God. It's already approaching that if the right. Lions go in one more game and get to the NFC Championship game. And Sean, who I've learned a lot about with working with him over the last seven months, and I, I knew a little bit about you. One of the things I'm surprised about, and we'll address this more as the show rolls on, he's obsessed with weather yeah. and even said to me, I forget if it was this break or the last break, he starts also talking trash about Aaron Rodgers again. He's like, and guess what? Old man can't move in the cold weather. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's a, That's on. another, well... Yeah. That that happens, Evan. Talk to anybody that gets older. And by the way... I'm older. I'll talk to myself. You're the extreme weirdo of weirdos that begs for snow and wants snow. I'm 36. I hate the cold compared to when I was 26. Tiki could talk all he wants running around like he's an underarm American... Um, marathon? Marathon runner. Marathon no. runner. No, but marathon. what's the Model. thing? A mannequin. A mannequin? What? Like an underarmor mannequin. You look like an underarmor mannequin. Oh, 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 I get you. I get it. I'm diverting. The I point was, is, I was lost you, hate the, you hate the cold weather more and more oh, as you dude, get older. I hate it now. Yes. I hate it. So I saw Brett Favre in that 07 freezer bowl. Why do you think he threw that pick? He wanted to get off the field. He had had it. He was <laughs> oh, freezing by the end of it. The bottom line is this. The older you get, the more those hits hurt. The natural body reaction is, oh, this is brutal. Why did Brady look a little older in uh, New England than he did in Tampa when he was suddenly playing in warmer weather? Cincinnati? Buffalo, uh, Kansas City, if we ever get a home game here at MetLife, Rodgers makes the playoffs and has to play in these cold temperatures. 
That is going to be the deciding factor when they lose 17-13 and get eliminated because <laughs> you can't deal with the cold weather. You know what, though? The weather is such a crapshoot, though. Like, yeah, we had historically bad weather in terms of temperature in Kansas City last week. That's not a normal occurrence. No, it's never that cold. So, but what did we talk about though? The season and, getting well, pushed further and further back. True, it's going to be more but likely. I think I think the places in the country that get like that consistently, they have domes, right? Detroit no, has just, a dome, which is a mistake in its own right. Indy, Indy has a dome. Yeah. Minnesota has a dome. Like Minnesota, I was we went to that Super Bowl. Holy cow! That was the coldest existence for a week that yeah. I've ever experienced. We lived in, my in a mall life. for a week. Seriously, I didn't go. I went outside twice. Wants to get in the car to go to the uh, Prince thing at the at the Paisley. What's it called? Paisley Place, Paisley yeah. Palace, the whatever, whatever it was, and then to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I was out of the outside in the cold because it was freezing. Yeah, but there's a difference between walking outside and it being cold for all of us, and a football player playing outside in the cold, like a football player playing. Like Aaron Rodgers done it. I mean, no, did, you've done it. Did, did not. you hear the commentary this week from a lot of the the pundits or the the analysts? A lot of former players. They were like, "Cold is fine until things get bad, and <laughs> you just don't want to be there anymore." Yeah, do you think Aaron Rodgers would struggle because it's cold out? Uh, I mean, your hands are freezing, dude. You know what it's like. You have a dog. Yes. You walk your dog when yes. it's like twelve degrees outside. Yeah, but that's and, and the dog like does its business, yeah. and then you got to like pull out the bag, and you can't even like. Because you have gloves on, the the bags don't split with the gloves, so you got to take your gloves off. Now your hands are freezing, and, and now your hands are frozen, and you can't open the bag either. Like it's a pain in the ass I to be outside but when it's that not, cold. That's not the same as quarterbacking in the NFL. And also, yeah, it is. Aaron Rodgers football, like you got to grip and throw a yeah, football tiki, with Tiki. One of the comments a lot of people have about you is that you're such a nice guy. I am a nice guy. Like Carl Banks, I always found this amazing. So I don't remember Carl as a player. Mm-hmm. But his nickname as a player, do you know what Carl Banks' nickname was as a player? I'm going to guess, like, the Terminator. Oh, this is fun. Now that you guys don't know. It, giant fan over there, you don't know Carl Banks' ah, nickname as a player? The get hung up on her? Oh, my God. <laughs> Carl Banks' nickname as a player was the killer. Oh, wow. Because Carl Banks would kill you on the field. Not actually, but right. he was on a football field and he was ready to kill you. Looking, and I was lucky looking enough. Looking to murder you. Looking to destroy you. I was fortunate enough to share a studio with Carl Banks for like 14 years with Beningo. Mm-hmm. Where he would come in, we would do an hour together. Carl Banks was maybe the nicest, most gentle human being I have ever met. And when Joe would say, bro, you, you know what you got to do? Go watch old tapes of Banks. And I would. And I'd be like, oh, my God, <laughs> that man's a killer. And that's what made him great. Like he had a great NFL career. Right. But is Carl Banks not the nicest guy in the world? He is one of the nicest guys in the world. His nickname was the killer. Okay, what does Which, that have to do with Here's me? my point. Here's my long-winded point. My nickname point. was never the killer. I'm not comparing him to you. I'm saying when he got on a football field, it didn't matter if it was 12 degrees or 50 degrees. He was going to rip your bleeping head off. Got it. So when Aaron Rodgers is on a football field, it's different than you and I going outside because it's cold. Oh, hold on. Like, there's a mentality. That's where you would understand. Isn't there yes. a different mentality when you're yes. on a football field? Yes, but there's also just there's different blood coursing through your, your, blood, your veins when you're a football player. Like, you're psycho. Like, you're crazy. Yeah. That's my point, though. No, no, but if you don't think that Carl Banks... 
wouldn't be affected at 40 compared to 20. You think he's the same exact killer? First of all, you're not the same exact killer anyway at 40 as you are at 25. Naturally, no matter what athlete no, you no. are. No, no. If you're still playing in the league at a high level, you're still and great Aaron Rodgers right. is, you don't think he's got that same killer feel in his brain. The guy played at Lambeau Field his whole career. Again, timeout. Ooh, it's cold. Timeout. We don't know yet, and we will know, yes or no, whether Aaron Rodgers is still that same kind of player, number one. Number two, I'm sorry. You see players get affected by cold weather all the time. By the way, Tua was damn near. Did he look like he wanted any part of playing out <laughs> no. there? That's different, though. Tua is a warm weather player. He's a kid who grew up in Hawaii thin and blood. plays football in Miami. When Mason he Crosby was blood. turning 40 and kicking in Lambeau, he couldn't extend those kicks anymore. He looked old and cold. Yeah, so he came and took my number. Exactly. <laughs> Josh is in New Jersey. Good afternoon, Josh. What up, Josh? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good, dude. All right. I'm going to go both ways with this. So give me a second. Evan. First of all, I am going to defend you with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to try to send you into the 2024 season with a uh, with a positive attitude, which I know is climbing a mountain. But uh, first of all, yeah. you can't complain about taking your kids to school because you realize that everyone who has kids that's listening to you had to go through the same thing. What do you mean? You- Meaning we all had kids and we all had to go through the late opening. And I'm de- but I'm not complaining for myself. I'm complaining for you. I'm okay. the voice of the well, I'm just saying, you know. It, <laughs> I am complaining it, for. T- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Me, you, and everyone out there. Because guess what? When I said what I said about 10 minutes ago about bitching and moaning about these delays, yes. there were many people in their car shaking their heads saying, thank you for saying I'm a baby. <laughs> I, I, I understand it, but it's been, I'm, I'm 65. It's been going on forever. So right. it has been, well, No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, one quick, one quick thing, Josh. That's BS. Okay. It hasn't been going on forever because when you were younger or when I was younger, we they walked. weren't delaying school for right. two inches of snow or two inches no, of No, you're right. And Josh, I, that was exactly right. We would walk. Right. Yeah, no, your question. We'd walk, so I get it. We'd walk to school. We walked home. I walked in pouring rainstorms. My parents never picked me up. But yeah. all right, another story, better story. Yes. Okay, first of all, Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, you know, I'm like you, Evan. You know, you watch bet games. They're losing fifteen to two. You're watching it it's two in the morning. You watch every pitch. Bro. I watch Aaron Rodgers play for fifteen years. I probably missed 
three games. If he's not, if he's healthy, when he's healthy on the field, you're going to see things that you have never seen in the Jets' history. Maybe even in the Giants' history, that's how good this man is. Mm-hmm. Just looking at his numbers, I understand he's forty, but his arm is fine. But don't miss the point. They have to get some offensive linemen, no or he is not going to be able to do that because, as Tiki pointed out before, while he's always been a good athlete, he's not as mobile as he used to be. Yeah, you're right. He's just, and just that's pain. really important that they get people in front of him, or the same thing is going to happen. It really is. I would rather have offensive linemen than receivers because I, I can do you. things with offensive linemen. There are plenty of receivers. Like you yeah. said, everybody in college – now throws the ball. There are receivers everywhere. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and Josh, you're right about that because this is one of the deepest receiver drafts in a while. Yeah, right? they, there's going to be good players drafted in the third and fourth. Hell, there were good players drafted in the third and fourth round this year. Tank Dell, right? Uh, Puka Nakua. Uh, who else was late? There was another one that was late as well. That like there's been some really good receivers in this draft that nobody was even talking about. They need both. Look, when you go into an offseason, it's not one thing usually. If it's one thing, then you're really, really close to winning a championship. Usually it's multiple things. So do the Jets need to add a receiver opposite Garrett? Absolutely. But their priority, in my mind, if we're making like a list, it's kind of like the Met offseason. The Mets needed numerous things. They still do. But I think we all agreed, hey, their priority is starting pitching. Could they use a bat? Yes. Could they use this? Yes. And then you rank them, and we all argue with each other on what's most important. When it comes to this Jet offseason, and Giant fans are going to do the same thing, When it comes to this offseason, I agree with the voices that say they could use another receiver. Mm -hmm. But my number one preference is to fix something that's been broken for a while, and that's an offensive line that, to me, has, what, two reliable pieces? And one of those pieces in Elijah Vera Tucker is always hurt. Yeah, he keeps him hurt. He's been three years in a row now. Sean, did you – you you were outside today, right? Yeah. Was it horrible? Yeah. Like, unbearable. Really? I stood at the train station this morning, the LIR, and the train was late. To the point, I thought my hand was going to fall off. I didn't bring gloves. He's soft, Tiki. Yeah, he I is. can't do it anymore. I am already done with winter this year. Because it's 20, it was 25 degrees no, or 40 wind degrees. wind chill. It was a five-degree wind chill. Yeah, but that's just 20. <laughs> just 20. <laughs> right. The no, difference. Can, you know, 40 degrees, 30 degrees, fine. The Get difference between Sean and I, and maybe even you and I, Tiki, is you see what I'm wearing right now? You can describe it to the audience. Yes, it's a uh, Under Armour, I believe, sweatshirt, yeah, hoodie. A, yeah. I think I've had a hoodie on every day for the last three days. There or you go. Three, uh, two weeks. You're a hoodie guy the way I am. I am. So I'm wearing a hoodie with jeans. And guess what? I brought nothing else. So when I go outside and I go to my car, I'm wearing this. All right. Punk ass. And you know what I do? His, I car, my... is, his car is like, I don't know, 100 feet away. <laughs> How far is your car from your front door? Uh, 30 feet. Okay. How far is your car from when you leave this building? Like uh, 200 feet. 200 feet, maybe. Okay. All right. So did you and have... And if you go out the back door, it's like, it's even closer. <laughs> did you have a seven-minute walk from parking spot to train platform? I did not know. Okay. Did you then have a late train standing outside a windy train platform? I did not know. You okay. bitch. And then did you walk from the subway here, Get which is a full block? Bad tiki. I did not. Okay. So kiss my fat ass. <laughs> I walk here every day 20 minutes. It was freezing and unbearable today. Okay. Like God awful. Right. This morning, I went to go outside to warm up the cars. So what I would do is, because that double kind of, that new thing with cars where you press a button and it warms it up itself, doesn't work as well. You actually have to go into the car, put the key down, the key fob, hit that brake, turn the car on, 
and get it going. And I did that actually an hour before I left because I really wanted to make sure that car was toasty for my kids. You left your car running for an hour? For an hour, yes. Yeah, for one hour. And when I went out there to do it, shorts and a t-shirt. Wow, you you need to get an electric car because mine heats up really nicely. Look at and you. all I got to do is push a button. Look yeah. at you. Now try driving from here to Ohio without charging four times. <laughs> That's my biggest issue. Which is exactly what I did when I drove to Canton. Uh, let's go to Slim in North Flatbush. What's up, Slim? Two things, guys. Uh, you had something on last week about uh, colleges named after presidents, right? Yes, yes. 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 We came up with two of them, uh, Thomas Jefferson. University of Virginia. And, and Millard Fillmore. Sun- SUNY, uh, what was it? SUNY. Where they were the founder of the university, right. not named after. Yeah, founders. Not, right. just yeah. the founders. Yes. Oh, one okay, of the SUNY I got one that was named after, so I misheard that. All right, who was it? Washington. Yeah, not, George Washington. Not, not University of Washington, but Washington University. No. St. Louis. Well, what about George Washington right. University in Washington yeah. D.C.? Hey, another Went to many a party back then. Right. Okay, so I, I got many I, a night I heard out that with wrong. some of the ladies at George Washington. Yeah. Let me tell you, That's I enough. was the king of George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleeping with George Washington late. Now, I wouldn't go that far. But no, nah, I was in a lot of dorms at George Washington. Hmm. What? Why the awkward silence? <laughs> Your wife might be listening. That's a good point. I'm just kidding, honey. Well, I to, never... him, to him reciting other presidents to people in these dorms, that's all he was doing. <laughs> he may Do you not... know who founded your university? I bet you can't guess. Whose university are we talking about, Sean's? No, the one that you were spinning in females' yeah. dorms. George Washington? Yes. Did you know he didn't actually have wooden teeth? They were really made of plywood. Right. Did, you he ask... did he never tell a lie? No, I'm sure he did. But you're asking me, do I know who founded George Washington? No, I'm, I'm saying that was your, like... Oh, pickup line to yeah. the girls that were you were trying to get into their room. By the way, not just the room. By the way, Tiki and that Sean. Was you, that was a euphemism for something else. <laughs> they're actually spot on with their analysis. Like that did happen in that way. Like, yeah, hey, you know, yeah, of course. And sometimes it worked. Matt's in Northport. What's up, Matt? Hey guys, um, I talked to you uh, maybe a month or two ago about um, I, I had a bone to pick with you uh, about. He's uh, categorizing Dolphins fans as, like, arrogant. And I, yeah. said, and I think the conclusion we came to was that Dolphin-Yankee fans slash Dolphin-Met fans are very different because I have that Met mentality. I said, I saw the wheels coming off <laughs> long before this. the injuries. Yeah. So I said, I, I had zero confidence. I said all year, if this game, week 18 against Buffalo, means anything, we're done. And, of yeah. course, you know, we had all the injuries, and I yep. said there was no chance of beating the Chiefs with, you know, five starters out on defense. But yep. I wanted to make um, – you know, I have a lot of confidence in our coach, not so much the quarterback. I think, unfortunately, we're married to Tua, which kind of scares me. But um, I wanted to make an analogy, Evan, that you'll probably have a problem with. And um, to say that rooting for both of these teams, you know, a lot of times they say, oh, the, the Mets and Jets are similar, but the Mets are the Dolphins. They have two titles and five appearances. They're a 60s expansion team. And they're good enough to bait you in every couple of years, only to break your heart. I wanted to hear your thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah, the one thing I, I give the Mets the edge on, believe it or not, is that in my lifetime, and I mean recent lifetime, like the last nine years, which is recent, yeah. eight years, the Mets got to a World Series. Yeah. Like, they've given the Met fan, and I'm not saying it's enough, and it certainly doesn't fulfill me. I think we as Met fans need more and we demand more, but the Mets were in a World Series. Like, when you think about all the teams in our area, who's been to a championship round most recently, I mean, it's amazing to think and say, holy crap, it's the New York Mets. Right. Now, that's not something I'm bragging about. That's not me beating my chest because they lost that World Series to the Kansas City Royals, and it haunts my dreams every single night. 
But when you compare them to the Miami Dolphins, I'd say, boy, the Dolphins are far worse. Right? They haven't even won a playoff game, and you got to go all the way back 24 years. At least the Mets gave their fans, us, a World Series berth and a run that was pretty cool back in 2015. So I hate to mock you guys even more because you just embarrassed yourself in Kansas City against the Chiefs, but I'm sorry. I don't think you've done enough to be the New York Mets. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins. The last conference championship game was 92. That's a long time ago. And the last Super Bowl was obviously 84. So it's been a long time. It's a long time. Really long Big time. difference, though. Mike McDaniel, way better coach than the Mets have had a manager. <laughs> well, you don't know what Mendy's going to be. But he's been exciting. He's been exciting for, for Dolphin fans. Right. You have to give them credit for that. Yeah, but the bloom is going to come off the Mike McDaniel rose real quick. Real quick, because here's the way things work in sports. And you're you're hearing me on kind of the, the beginning stage of it, or I've even said in talking about Aaron Rodgers, hey, get me the divisional round. Just get me to the postseason. Jets haven't been there in such a long time. Then once you get there and you lose, yeah, and you lose, and you lose, you know what that's called? That's called McCarthyism. <laughs> I get it. Mike McCarthyism, of course. Like, that gets old. Like, jokes aside, that gets old. But don't like, you there are stages to this. No, no, I said on Monday, as much as I've defended Mike McCarthy, he's got to go after that performance. should listen to the show that we do. Sometimes it's good. Ulterior mm-hmm. <laughs> so, motor, by the way. We have interesting suggestions, like fire Mike McCarthy. Right. <laughs> and Evans' long play is fire McCarthy so the Jets could hire him when Stalin's No, out. no, there's uh, no long play. Stop. It's literally reacting to there's a point where getting there isn't good enough. And unfortunately, we have a lot of teams in this town where we haven't even gotten there. So we need to get there. You know, Giant fans, think about it the same way. If you win four straight divisions under Brian Dable, that's amazing. We're all happy, and hearing about Mm -hmm. that now sounds great. But if you lose in the wild card round at home every single year, by year three maybe, you start to say, now what? Right. And so my point is... We're not there yet in this town with a lot of our guys. Maybe with Boone, maybe a little bit more. You've had more of that. Well, I was going to say it is the Yankees and Boone because you get yes. to the postseason, but you never can get back to the championship. Yeah, they're, and they're, so even though they're, it's a successful season. Right. Right. Any other team, or at least most teams in America, would say, that's a successful season. Let's build upon it. Where Yankee fans are pissed off. Right. And they want to fire them. Because your expectations change. Right. So my point about Miami is I give them credit. They've made the playoffs back-to-back years, and you just said, hey, Mike McDaniel's done a fine job. There's going to come a time, if they continue to make the postseason, we're getting there ain't enough, where we're openly talking about firing Mike McCarthy. Meanwhile, he's won 36 games and lost 15 in the last mm-hmm. three years. But why are we openly talking about firing Mike McCarthy? Because it's not good enough. And so, yeah, maybe we'll be there with our team soon enough to have those discussions where we'll say, boy, that Carlos Mendoza, they win the division every year, but they can't get past the DS. <laughs> like, that you, may be... you long for that. Mets I, fans long for that. It's funny, Teak. I long for that today. Yes. And you'll but, be pissed off in five years. Yes, and, <laughs> and it relates back to what we're talking about with Rodgers. See, where I don't think you understand me fully, Sean, is I say get me to the division around with Aaron Rodgers, and you say, well, you're going to lose. That's not good enough. Yeah, there's going to come a point where I'm bitching on the radio with Jet fans saying, that's not good enough. You're right. But when you haven't tasted the sweet nectar of a playoff spot in so long, you're just looking to, like, get up. You're just looking to stand up. Oh, my God, I shocked myself. (laughs) Stand up and just be there. But don't you want to be there and know that you have a chance to be there four or five straight years? Of course. But sometimes in sports you take that, 
hey, this is a short window. Try. Like, that happens. And sometimes it works, man. And if it works, it's worth it. If it doesn't, we talk about it for the next decade and a half and analyze the good and the bad of it. Well, I'll be here for it. You heard that, everybody, after Spike left. I'll be here for it. <laughs> we'll get back to your calls in a second. 877-337-6666. Plus, the weather was so bad in Kansas City, and it's not being reported a lot. A lot of people had to leave that game and end up in the hospital. Is that something the NFL will look at and say, uh-oh, maybe we can't do that again? We'll discuss it coming up, plus more of your calls. 877-337-6666. Over the weekend... When the Miami Dolphins got just completely embarrassed at Arrowhead, it was played in record cold temperatures. I think the official temperature, Tiki, was like minus 5 or minus 6, but the windshield made it feel like minus 30. Yeah, I think it fell to minus 7. Very cold. Yes. Very, very cold. And the windshield made it double that. And we were arguing a little bit on Friday that, hey, this is part of football. This is a part of the NFL. And Sean, to his credit, tried to be a man of the people and said, this is wrong. You can't put people out there like that. Every stadium now needs a dome in a cold weather climate, I think was his overall opinion. And yesterday it came out, and maybe it came out a day earlier, that at least 15 fans were hospitalized. Dozens treated for hypothermia symptoms, according to a report out of Kansas City. So a lot of people went to that game, and dozens of phone calls were made to emergency responders in Kansas City related to hypothermia and frostbite. There was a total of 70 calls to first responders, and about half of those were due to health issues caused by these dangerously cold temperatures. And, uh, look, I don't want to minimize that. I feel mm-hmm. bad for anybody yeah, that dealt with that. Obviously. I Especially want you to- if there was a serious downstream consequence. And I don't think there was because I think we would have heard that. Right. I mean, you're getting people hospitalized. I would think that's kind right, of but I mean, not death. I understand. Exactly. I'm talking about ultimate, but 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 my retort to this is, I want to show the compassion for these people because obviously I want everybody to be okay. But you also made a decision to go to a football game, and that's the way the world works. We make decisions in society. I made a decision this morning to go out in shorts and a T-shirt when it was 17 degrees. If that turns into me getting pneumonia, sure, you should hope I do better. Mm -hmm. You're not going to wish my death, though some people may. (laughs) But I made a decision that caused it. And it's your fault. And it's my uh, fault is not the word, but I made a decision. I knew the consequences when I went out. So for the 70,000 people that went to Arrowhead on a Saturday night in minus 30, they made a decision. Mm -hmm. You, Sean, made a decision when we talked about this last week, and I respect it, by the way, as much as I mocked you, hey, I'm I'm too old for this crap. Giants are playing an NFC title game. It's minus 30. I'm out. And you know what? I get it. You know, maybe you're a little overweight. Maybe your health. <laughs> I'm just kidding. When did you become Richard Simmons I and his know. brother? Hey. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but in all seriousness, the decision to not go, I understand. But then you also have to respect that people made the decision to go. And when you go and you sit in weather like this, there's a risk. So I don't think that this report should turn into, yeah. see, the NFL needs to save people from making their own decisions. Well, they're never going to require every NFL team in cold weather cities to have a dome. It's just never going to do it because of the, the economics of it, right? How much that would cost the, you know, the, 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 the state or not even state. It's really local money 
that it's gonna that's gonna cost to rebuild uh, that because no owner is gonna just go build a two billion dollar stadium. But if you are, I, like, what's grandfathered in is what's grandfathered in, right? Arrowhead's not closing anytime soon. The Bills are about to build a stadium. The Titans are about to build a stadium. If you are, we could talk about grand costs and everything. These other stadiums seem to add these retractable roofs. And if that means, and the NFL tells you as a promise, if you add that retractable roof, we will definitely give you a Super Bowl and you'll be in the rotation. Well, I mean, How much does that add to the economy of that town? Well, a lot. I mean, because that, that's, that's what happened in Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota got a, a new stadium and they, they had a Super Bowl. And it was miserable because it was four degrees outside. Now, Minnesota <laughs> is uniquely set up to handle cold weather because you literally don't have to go outside. Right, on the ground. I'm not even joking. Like, you don't have to go outside if, you, if you're in Minnesota because right. everything is connected. And so it, it kind of made sense for Minnesota. But for a lot of these other cities where, like, Arrowhead's in the middle of nowhere. You're not as convenient. It is unrealistic. Let's just throw this away right away. I get your idea of, it, in an ideal world, every stadium has a dome. That's not happening. So we have to live in the world of reality. Are you suggesting they shouldn't have played the game Saturday night? Mm. Yes, I am. And what's the cutoff what now? What do they do? All right, so I think this is the problem. Because anybody who says this or has my take, everybody goes, oh, he doesn't like football in the elements, which I think is crazy. I think you could have football. I think 20 degrees is a very cold game with no wind chill. I think some snow and not a foot of snow in a driving blizzard like we would have had in Buffalo. We can all acknowledge there's a difference. I think that there's enough technology out there where we knew for five days it was going to be negative 20 to negative 30. Unfortunately... If you are in one of these cold weather cities and you choose to have a stadium that does not complete, come complete with a retractable roof, if we get to the weather report and we deem it as a league dangerously cold, the game's getting moved. Hmm. Sorry, that's the end of it. Well, so that that makes it in the same category as dangerous, like New Jer- like uh, Buffalo was. Yes, like dangerous conditions. Yeah. to travel for them, but it was really what you're saying. It should be dangerous conditions people to be should, outside. Look, people are idiots, right? We can all agree with that. People can be smart, can be idiots. If the if people are looking at the NFL, going, "Wow, they're selling cheap tickets." The NFL is telling me it's okay for these players to go play in the game. You know, of course, forgetting that they have heaters and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. We it's not bad on the players. Right. Sometimes we have to protect people from themselves. <laughs> nah, see, I, that, that, that's, the, that's the problem. But it is. That's and the problem. Your customers Big, and you're telling them it's okay to be no, out no, there. No, they can make their own decisions. Why does Big Government Sean have to tell them Big you can't government. sit out? Because that's what it is. You're telling them you don't know better. We're going to protect you from yourself. People can make their own decisions. And I do feel bad. For the 70 people who called the Kansas City Fire Department. I feel bad for the 15 people that were frostbitten. I genuinely do. But they made a decision when they went out that night knowing full well what the weather was. And the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they told them that. Hey, it's going to be cold outside. You're making a decision on your own. We don't need the NFL to become a nanny state and save people from themselves. Evan, you kind of do. A 27-year-old Evan Roberts uh, was so pumped up. It was Jets and Arrowhead. You flew out there. And you're like, I'm going. The NFL tells me it's all right. And you come home and your nipple's been frozen and it fell off. You're going to be upset that the league had the game. But why is it the NFL's fault and not Evan Roberts' fault or someone else's fault? It is. But the NFL... As somebody who's the business asking the consumer to come in can protect people. I'm trying to think of another form of entertainment where, as a spectator, you're in harm's way. And then, is it the people who are putting on the form of entertainment? Um, is it their responsibility to protect well, the observer? The NFL already does. I mean, most leagues do. 
you're not allowed to take the field or have fans in the stands. They make you go inside if there's lightning in the air. Right, right, right. And, I mean, how many times do you hear, what are the odds lightning strikes you? The odds are so minimal, but they make sure they nobody go in harm's way. Oh, but, yeah, you're But right. yet they know. And, they, and they'll, they'll, they'll postpone the game. Right. Yet they know you could potentially lose feeling in a thumb for the rest of your life if you went out there and they had a game. So what's the so what's the, the question then becomes, what's the number? Like, you, like, look, and, 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 and that's to be determined. Right, exactly. And, you and, could We could all come to a common sense agreement right, on what but that then is. You, but then you have to mitigate it. So what happens if all of a sudden it, it's it's negative five, ten wind chill negative twenty for eight days? You, you run into the same and, problem baseball has during the World Series if it's raining all the time. You keep pushing it back. Right. I but mean that's what he suggests. You can't do that in the NFL. You can. They just did it in the NFL. They just moved the game to a Monday moved, afternoon. No, okay, but what if what if it's the same on Monday? But that's and then what I'm the same you. on Tuesday and then the same on Wednesday. The game like, gets moved to Detroit in a dome then. Like, we have enough weather technology that we should know this coming up. And that sucks for the fan. And you could argue, the same reason you'd argue not everybody should have a retractable roof is telling me the rarity of this. In the rare instance of this, sorry, you're not playing football when Here's you're not the fans out you there. Had seven, you had 70,000 people in that stadium. And I guess based on the math, maybe Tiki can do it because he's better at math than <laughs> I am. Only 70 people made a phone call to the Kansas City Police Department or the Fire Department. So that means a vast majority of people went to that game. They protected themselves. They were healthy enough for it. They had their gloves ready. Mm -hmm. They were sitting on cardboard. And they were fine. Do we really need? Because a few people got very, very sick. And again, I feel bad for them. We need to blow this whole thing up and say we can't have extreme cold weather games anymore? Yes, because the league's changed. Yes. Yes. Mm. Evan, and those are the people who reported it. How do you know somebody didn't go home to their farmhouse and lop off a toe? I mean, anything's possible. (laughs) We would have heard about it. They would have posted it on Instagram. Oh, they were just tough. I'm good. I don't need to worry about it. I just think that, yes, it was cold outside. Yes, it's cold outside today in New York. We all can make our own decisions. I don't like when other people... I don't even necessarily mean you, even though it is you in this case, telling us, hey, we're going to take this game away from you because it's too cold. No, no, no. We'll make our own decisions. Now, if you want to tell me the NFL owes it to their customer that if the temperature's below zero degrees, they give them a voucher for tickets, I'm with you. Yeah. If you want to, because the Yankees and Mets do that with bad weather. By the way, that's the solution. That is the solution, and I think that's great. Because some people, they they didn't mind it. I mean, they would, I, I knew we would see one idiot without a shirt on, and we did, right? And it, I don't know how long he kept it off, but he did. we did see one guy without a shirt on. But you're talking about the, the 0.1%, Evan, right? That That's that's who you're talking about. Yes. That people are in harm's way. Hey, real quick, I was very concerned last night because I was on social media, and all of a sudden, a dear friend of mine's name was trending. Mm-hmm. And that person's name was Ian Eagle, oh, the yeah. great voice of the Brooklyn Nets, the great voice of the NFL, the great voice of everything. And I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Is everything okay with Ian Eagle? So I click on his name, and I notice that a clip of him from about 15 years ago has reemerged. And it's been all over social media in the last 24 hours. And this is a clip, which we will now play for you at this very moment in which he appears to be very pissed off at Mike Fratello. This is a game from all the way back in 2012. It's the end of another lost New Jersey Nets season. <laughs> Doesn't that sound familiar? And they're playing the Boston Celtics. And Ian Eagle goes off on Mike Fratello. So we're going to play you the clip. But apparently everybody on Twitter, 13, 14 years later, made a huge deal out of Ian Eagle being really yeah. pissed. Do we know why this trended? I don't know. <laughs> so many years later. I don't know, but here is the clip for those that have never heard it. I just want to say that 
earlier, you had a very patronizing tone towards me. <laughs> I fully understand what a slip screen is. I've been doing the NBA for 18 years. But the way you presented it initially was gobbledygook. So, like the audience, I wanted you to come back and explain yourself. And you then just took a firing line on me, <laughs> and it was uncalled for. I don't think so. That's exactly what happened. You are overly sensitive to I am not. Did you have a bad day today? <laughs> it's second game of a back-to-back. -back. The it's ride back from Philly, tough. did it, like, disturb you well, last night? that was two hours with you, which is probably the reason why I've had enough tonight. Now, this is your first time hearing a tiki. Do you think Ian Eagle was genuinely pissed off at Mike Fratello? Well, knowing Ian, I think he was being extraordinarily witty and in, in entertaining. And entertaining trying and to make a non-interesting game into something fun for them. Okay. That's and your opinion on that's that? That's my opinion Because most of social media thinks Ian Eagle completely, <laughs> you know what, slapped Mike Fratello on television. And we need an answer to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is your world exclusive. Joining us right now from icy <laughs> Portland, Oregon, where he gets set to call the Brooklyn Nets against the Portland Trailblazers, the great Ian Eagle. Ian, how you been? Guys, I really appreciate the opportunity to address this publicly. <laughs> Truly. Thank you. I woke up this morning in Portland to about 40 text messages, and I was told I was trending on X with the likes of... Jim Carrey, and stock market crash. Those were the three trending topics. Good company. <laughs> so I want to first thank Mink Flow for putting this out there and allowing a whole new generation of people to think that I had an epic fight with Bizarre Mike Fratello on Yes. This was, as you mentioned, Evan, 12 years ago. Unfortunately, I'm here to tell you it was a gag. I don't want to burst any bubbles. It was a joke. In fact, the czar at the end of that harangue high-fived me. Nice. Going to break. Nice. <laughs> so I get it. Back then, it, it went viral that year to the point where two days later, my sister, who was not interested in sports, called me and said, are you okay? Is everything <laughs> okay? Your mental health. I'm checking on your mental health. This is where we were because it appeared on Yahoo back mm. in 2012. Yahoo. And she saw it. So now all these years later, uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. It's That's so random. Again, like, right? Tegan and I were trying to figure this out. Like, My read was correct. Yeah, you were dead Your on. read was correct. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You ding, nailed ding. it. Facetiousness, sarcasm. I know in... In the context, it would be hard to maybe detect that if you're watching this in North Dakota yeah. on your phone and saying, "What happened here? What's right, going on?" Right. But you got to know yeah, what's going. You got to know what's going yeah, on with the teams, and, right? Yeah. So in the, he was in not the playing season. great. Yeah. The, the fact that the amazing part initially it was reported that this happened last night on the broadcast, <laughs> right. and that Sundiata Gaines was at the free throw line. <laughs> For the next. Right. right. But 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 I how how did it get retrending? That's what I don't understand. Like did somebody else take down yeah, their yes. partner? Yes. I, I wanna I wanna give uh, another shout out to Mink Flow <laughs> on X. He 
put it out there, and it just has taken on a, a whole new life of its own. And I do think there, there are people that are now 22 years old that were 10 at the time didn't know about this. How yeah. would they know about it? Yeah. It's Deadspin like Spin had written something back in the day, and it, it got a little bit of legs. I had to... I had to accept that people thought it was serious. I had to explain. It, it was like Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. This was, <laughs> That's right. This was performance art. Well, here's what I'm curious about, Ian, because as you know, I'm a very, very loyal viewer to the Brooklyn Nets on Yes Network, and I'll yep. be watching tonight. Nets Trailblazers, a big, big game. I'm obviously a little down on the team. If things get worse this season... Are you going to lose it on either Sarah or Richard Jefferson at some point? I hope nice. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly, this will drive some form of ratings. Frank DeGrace, our fantastic producer, texted me earlier saying, we're going to have to bring this back tonight. Yes. I was like, seriously? <laughs> yes. And he wrote back, yes. So this this might even pop up on Linear TV now, this evening. I've got to hand it to your son, Noah, because Noah Eagle did something I've never seen a broadcaster do, including you, Ian, and you know mm -hmm. I love you. He yep. broadcasted an NFL playoff game, and literally everybody liked him. Yeah. Like, I've, <laughs> I've never seen that in the history of broadcasting. That is fact. <laughs> yeah, so, no matter how benign all, you are. Or if you, and if you're benign, you're boring. Yeah. So, right. You, you, you can't Very be liked. Cool. That is so true. Very cool. Yeah, th this was... Such a, a pivotal weekend in my personal life that I realized I went to Houston to do the game on radio. My son's doing the game on TV, which was incredible. He had a better hotel than me. He had a better booth than me. Yep. And then we took a picture together, and I realized when I looked at the picture, he was wearing better clothes than me. <laughs> yes. I took an offer. I took a collar over the weekend. Nothing. I, I was uh, I was really impressed and uh, obviously very proud of, did he, of how he did. He himself. have a better call than you. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's what, that's oh. what matters. Oh. Oh. Well, you know, next holiday at the dinner table when we replay all the calls. <laughs> the the family loves to do that. You know, I, I'll crank up the radio call. I'll crank up the TV call. That he he had. Terrific call. Yeah. He, he did. It. He did an outstanding job, but the real winner in the Eagle family is Ian, because guess what? Ian's in Portland watching Nets Blazers tonight, and <laughs> Noah's not. Uh, that's a good point. So, We're not allowed outside. It's a sheet of ice. Oh, Literally. I walked outside. I was like, oh, yeah, now maybe I can get a hot chocolate. <laughs> and then I turned around. Well, it. I'll be watching tonight. Get us a victory. Thank you for a few minutes, Ian. We always appreciate Guys, it. Guys. Thank you. Thanks for getting to the bottom of this. Yes. This was important. <laughs> yes, really it was. It's been lingering for a decade plus. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. The great. See you guys. See you, man. Ian Eagle, ladies and gentlemen, putting to bed that that clip we just played, that clip that went viral last night, was performance. I still don't art. understand why it went viral again. Like, what happened? Like, somebody had to have. I don't know, taken down their broadcast partner, and then they're like, oh, I got one better for you. Listen to Iron Eagle. Right? If, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. Like, if I went on social media today and posted some kind of clip in the history of this station that's wildly popular, there's a chance it could go viral again. Mm. Like, if I posted the video of my favorite moment in FAN history, which we played last week on Throwback Thursday, yeah. the giant, giant caller to Mike yes. Francesa, yes. you never know. Maybe it would go completely viral. But we appreciate it, Ian. Performance art. Let's go to Jordan in Yorktown. What's up, Jordan?
What's going on, guys? We're I good. just want to chime in because I think both the things you're talking about today intertwine very well. So I think we live in a world of liability, right? The mm-hmm. NFL uh, would play any game in almost any conditions. They just pass the liability onto the consumer. So right. obviously, naturally, I agree with you, Evan. Now, how this intertwines with what you were saying before about school districts, <laughs> naturally, the district and the superintendent is not taking on the liability, God forbid, a bus gets into an accident or whatever. So we're in the world of really just passing the buck and making sure everyone covering is covering their own rear end right. in that respect. Because I, like you, have young kids. They were home. And I even threatened to put them on the superintendent's doorstep if they were <laughs> home one other day. I mean, we're at the point where, again, it's a dusting. Let them go to school. Everyone uh, that was born in the late 70s and 80s understands. I mean, you know, we understand the dangers, but please, you know, let the teachers have their off time in the summer. It's a, it's really enough. You so know what, that, on a, uh, yeah. Jordan, thank you. Thanks, on Jordan. a related, unrelated note, this is darker, but I want to give you a, a conversation. Me and my dad used to have many, many times over. It's a much darker conversation. I admit this. After September 11th, mm-hmm. security around this country completely changed. 100%. And I remember at Met games and Yankee games, the security measures, and they still are, were through the roof. Metal detectors being wanded. And after about a year, I noticed that they're not really checking. Nobody's really checking my bag. And my dad and I always used to say, this is performance art, Hmm. to quote Iron Eagle. They're doing this to say, see, we tried. You see, we tried to stop a bad person from doing something unspeakable. But I never felt like the security measures were actually there to help us. They were merely there to cover one's ass. Mm. And I don't want to do the school thing, but I would say that with football. That would be the reason to do it. We just want to cover our ass. We just want to make sure, you know, God forbid something really tragic happens, you can't blame us. And I'm here to tell you, I wouldn't blame you. I'm not blaming the NFL. Right, and that's what that's what your side of this is. You, you're not blaming the NFL. They're indemnified. It's on the back of the ticket. Yeah. Right? So you take the risk of whatever it is that's going to happen by the weather, et cetera. All right, but what Sean is saying is that they should because the fans are loyal, right? They're going to come. They don't want to miss but, their team. But here's my retort to that. Do you think Sean's a loyal Giants fan? Yeah, of course. I'll put you over for that. You are a diehard fan. I respect your 100%. fandom. 100%. And I know you have fought long and hard to earn my respect as a fan to another fan. I have great respect for you as a Giant fan. Some of the other teams you root for are a little different. <laughs> oh, really? Well, he roots for the same one you do. <laughs> well, one on the hard court. If we, if you said to me, and you did last week, I can't do it. It's 20 below, bro. I can't do it. I may bust your balls a little bit, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I get it. I wouldn't lose respect for you as a fan. I understand you'd be making a decision. Why not let others make that same decision? Evan, what did we do last week heading into that game? And it's the same thing the NFL did with that game on Peacock that it did. We hyped it up. We talked about, like, don't you want to say that you were there <laughs> to say you sat there in negative 30 degree? We did that. Yeah, but you also the have NFL- to prepare. If you're going to go, you got to prepare. I understand right? you I have to people, prepare. like, putting on six but, jackets but and, like, the, three pairs of socks the, and the, the NFL- hiking boots and actually snow boots, really. The and, N- and they live in this, this this weather, so they're used to it, in yeah. theory. Whether it was Peacock commercials, whether it was the NFL Network itself, sending people there early to comment on the weather, they hyped up this is must see. You'll never forget where you were with a negative 30. And people get crazy. People, I got to be a part of this. So if you're going to hype it up, there was no report going, 
guys, we want to warn you, you really probably shouldn't come to this game, but if you do, be at your own risk. Because that wasn't sexy. It didn't sell. The NFL sold this as an event that you had to be at, and fans bought into it. Your call's coming up. I mean, we really at the point we got to move cold weather games, 877-337-6666. And the team president of the New York Mets, David Stern, said something yesterday that I have to admit, I was very, very, very surprised that David Stearns uttered this out of his mouth. We'll address what he said, and I'll give you my thoughts on it. Tiki's thoughts, Sean's thoughts, all our thoughts, and your thoughts. 877-337-6666. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.